from the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. Well, that didn't work out right. Hold on a second. Something. One more thing here. Oh, I see. Uh, I can do it this way, and then we'll, uh, as I'm talking, we'll figure it out here. No problem. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. My name is Patrick Timpone, and it is uh, the third Monday of the month at around 11.30 Central, or a few minutes behind here. Uh, And uh, we have the honor of talking to a fine gentleman, Dr. Ray Pete. He's a Ph.D., He's been around the circus for a long time in the field of health. Uh, he's uh, got his Ph.D. from the University of Oregon, specialization in physiology, and um, hold on a second. Something's not working here. I got it. In physiology, sorry. And he wrote his dissertation in 1972. He outlined all of his ideas on progesterone. It's a uh, uh, he's got a, a website that we're going to tell you all about. He also has a newsletter, and uh, he has a little chat thing in there that people ask a lot of questions. He's just quite well respected around the world of natural healing uh, and has been for a very long time. And uh, it's such an honor to talk to him on the third Monday and because he he's kind of a smart guy. He knows his stuff, does a lot of research. Dr. Pete, thanks for coming on the show. It's just such fun to talk to. Thank you, sir. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, I got to I got to ask you because, you know, everybody in the world has seen the video, which I'm sure you have. Did a lot of people send you watch the water video? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think about it? Um uh, he he has a lot of information both on snake venom uh, and on the effects of the COVID virus, and he uh, runs through them in parallel and shows uh, a lot of similar reactions to each of them, but but I couldn't quite get his central point, uh, what point he was trying to make, except maybe that the, uh, uh, the, the disease spreads through the water uh, rather than through the air, but I think he was missing a, a very essential point, which is stress, trauma of all sorts, uh, uh, poisoning, uh, uh, anything that damages the organism, uh, activates uh, the phospholipases. It isn't just an oddity of COVID virus or cobra v- uh, venom that activates the uh, phospholipases that have uh, all of those uh, uh, harmful effects. Uh, uh, anything harmful that excites the, the organism too much uh, uh, t- turns on uh, those things. For example, uh, when you uh, activate uh, one kind of phospholipase, uh, you get uh, the production of prostaglandins. And the prostaglandins activate all sorts of inflammatory things. Uh, And so, for example, the cytokine uh, uh, storm uh, or inflammatory cascade uh, is activated, among other things, uh, by phospholipase. Uh, And that's what kills you from uh, COVID 
and it's one of the things that can kill you with snake bite, is systemic inflammation. So the phospholipase that Dr. Aris was talking about, um, where did where did he say they found this? Um, and it, it, it exists as p- part of the uh, cobra venom. Oh, it's part of the cobra venom, right? Right. It's the thing is a bit confusing. We're going to have Dr. Artis on tomorrow, and I think one thing that happened to this whole thing, Dr. Pete, my understanding is that the people who produced this video, they are the ones that really took this whole thing into the water, right? Not him. Not he did not. Um, um, But many people have been arguing since the video was out that if you had a venom protein, if I think I can get this right, that is a protein that you could not take this internally and be a problem anyway. Is that true? Um, most likely, uh, your, your stomach uh, uh, digestive enzymes would uh, we'll get it, yeah. right? Would we'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So venom would have to be injected, correct? Uh, uh, yeah, for for the full uh, intensity of destruction. Right. Do you think it's possible that there could be uh, the venom in this remdesivir? Uh, oh uh, n- no! But uh, like like anything uh, toxic, uh, if you mess up your nucleic acids, uh, that causes a, a series of problems, and among other reactions, it can uh, activate phospholipase. So again, phospholipase. How does this fit into this whole picture? I don't. I'm just quite sorry. I'm not a little sharpest tool in the shed here in the phospholipase thing. Uh, uh, when you eat something bad mm-hmm. or, or get a cold, mm-hmm. uh, anything that uh, uh, starts an inflammatory process yes, sir. can be in your intestine or nose or uh, even in your, your skin. Uh, that irritation uh, activates the phospholipases, there are several different kinds, but the, uh, the, the one that most people think about is the phospholipase A2 that liberates arachidonic acid uh, uh, from the phospholipids uh, that uh, are, are part of our structural uh, uh, the, the system of lipids and proteins and water uh, that make up the cell. Uh, so there's always a lot of phospholipid around to be acted on mm-hmm. by the phospholipase, and anything that disrupts your cells will activate that. And that uh, liberating arachidonic acid immediately brings up your prostaglandins, uh, which then activate many other uh, cytokines uh, and uh, inflammatory processes. I see, and um, the other things that were mentioned—the monochromium. What are, you, what are they? What are these? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, no, no, yeah, no. I can. I'll find the. I'll find the piece on it exactly. So, so after all of these, um, and we'll we'll talk to Doctor Artist tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna see if I can just you know pick this apart and see if we can get some clarity on exactly what he 
is saying. So I guess there's no way of knowing if there's some kind of a, a venom as well, Dr. Pete, in uh, these injections, right? There could be. Uh, um, we, we don't know, do we really? Uh, an enzyme is something very easy to test for. Mm-hmm. So if there's an actual enzyme uh, in, in something, uh, it would be quickly identified. So if it was in there, you could just there could be evidence of it in, into uh, the injection, right? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, and uh, that would be one of the possible adjuvants. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you stir up the uh, uh, phospholipases, uh, that, that starts the inflammatory process. So uh, that would be a kind of adjuvant for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. 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 So after all of these, um, before we get to some questions, after all of these years, what has it been? Two and a half years, as you sit back and look at the big picture, uh, would you mind giving us your... Um, opinion, uh, just your opinion of what you have seen and what you think much of this COVID or some of it or all of it was about. Can you, would you mind? Uh, uh, yeah, the, for, for just about forever there have been uh, colds of various uh, varieties uh, and they're so uh, fast changing uh, that uh, uh, probably 30 or 40 years ago, they pretty much gave up on the idea of having vaccines against yeah. the common cold. Uh, but uh, that the virus is extremely common for causing colds, uh, and it's uh, uh, somewhat different from the influenza virus and uh, other things that can cause pneumonia. But uh, the cold virus has always... Uh, killed a few people, uh, 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 babies that aren't uh, very strong, or uh, especially very old people. Uh, uh, often it has been nothing but a cold that it takes to to kill a very old, uh, sickly person. Uh, so, so the the cold is a, a good virus to uh, start modifying if you want to uh, create a, a weapon, for example. And uh, that's why it was chosen by places uh, like the Fort Detrick Germ Warfare Lab and the North Carolina uh, uh, Virus Lab of uh, Ralph Berrick. Uh, and uh, it, it formed a, a transmissible unit for putting uh, all kinds of other things in uh, to modify the effect so it isn't just a common uh, uh, re- respiratory uh, infection type cold uh, but it can carry other uh, inflammatory uh, systems with it so, so then you think there was there was something that were that was released into the air or is it uh, just into these injections uh, oh, oh uh, yeah the virus is a real uh, coronavirus but it has these uh, the, the you know, segments with special functions uh, 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 making the uh, spike protein uh, uh, especially transmissible to humans. Uh, and uh, Ralph Berrick described uh, the, the way 
he and his lab uh, developed uh, the, the transmissibility uh, and the insertion uh, of the spike protein and the modification uh, of the spike protein. Uh, that's all uh, public information, patent uh, descriptions, and so on. And who's this Ralph Barrick? What is he, sir? What's his? A, a, a professor, a researcher at University of North Carolina, uh, tremendously supported by uh, the government, Fauci in particular. Are you aware that if how do you say coaches postulates or any autopsies were done on these COVID patients to to prove Barrick's assertion that there was something released in the air that people got? Uh, oh, oh the, uh, in developing them, uh, at first they were uh, uh, transmitted from animal to animal by contact, but then uh, uh, they, they uh, uh, let them develop in ways that uh, until they could uh, put animals in different cages and blow the air from one into the other and spread the virus. Uh, so uh, uh, it was definitely uh, established in the lab uh, to be transmissible through the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, and uh, autopsies uh, uh, have been done on the uh, natural uh, or whatever the COVID uh, uh, the, the current COVID uh, uh, germ uh, uh, consists of. Uh, and you, you can stain the tissues and show show the presence of the uh, virus uh, getting into the uh, lining of blood vessels, uh, traveling to the intestine, uh, uh, the lungs, and even into the blood vessels of the brain. So then, then do I hear you saying that the work of uh, Lanka, Cowan, Kaufman, and all these people that say that it just with the isolated things, it just you don't you you don't agree with them uh, uh, no it doesn't matter that you can uh, have a test tube uh, a picture of of a certain certain virus but you can demonstrate its presence by multiple ways uh, you, you form antibodies to it uh, and then uh, you can uh, detect it when it's connected to the tissues of the victim, uh, and the uh, just just have you heard of uh, Michael Palmer, a German colleague of uh, Sucharit Bhakti? Uh, I, I know Bhakti, um, not Palmer. What's his name, sir? Palmer. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, he he is taught in uh, Canada for a mm-hmm. long time, uh, bio biochemistry, but uh, he worked on. Uh, the particularly the COVID uh, virus and vaccines, uh, and in a recent uh, uh, video, he shows slides from the 15 uh, autopsies that were done on vaccinated people. Uh, oh who, yeah, I think that, died, yeah, yeah I, I did see a little bit about that. Go ahead, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, uh, uh, Bhakti has has talked about that, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Palmer has. Uh, the crucial videos that show that uh, exactly uh, why wh- what's happening different between the vaccine uh, and the actual virus infection. Uh, there are, he has slides showing uh, the staining uh, of the virus 
uh, with uh, immuno uh, uh, stains attaching a colored material to a, a, an antibody that's specific for part of the virus, and then another uh, set of stains specific uh, for the uh, uh, spike protein. Uh, and he shows that uh, uh, those can occur together, uh, but uh, you can distinguish them clearly. And that uh, in these 15 autopsies, uh, there are uh, are numerous in, in, uh, cases in which uh, the, it's clearly only the uh, vaccine uh, uh, de- dependent uh, spike proteins uh, that are causing uh, the death. Uh, uh, the breakdown of blood, blood vessels, uh, for example, uh, and the concentration of uh, inflammatory uh, white blood cells uh, uh, around uh, the uh, uh, identifiable spike protein. Uh, so it's the most graphically clear uh, uh, incrimination of the, uh, the vaccine itself, distinct from the uh, viral disease, uh, causing uh, the myocarditis, uh, uh, breakdown of blood vessels and clotting, uh, hemorrhaging uh, uh, the the whole range of uh, uh, things that have empirically be, been associated with vaccine injury. Uh, now this specifically shows the presence presence in the tissues of, of the spike protein itself, without any of the rest of the of the virus. Anything, anything else? So. Do you then think that there are people over the last two and a half years that experienced some kind of a bad flu, two, three weeks, and we've, I know people that have, right, that they, it was not a detox, or could have been, or... Could have been, yeah. Could have been, but sure. but they sure. could have also somehow taken something in from the outside as well. So uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. so the uh, people that poo poo Pasteur's thing, he was right in some way. Uh, oh oh sure yeah yeah, but but uh, before the COVID uh, thing started at all, uh, uh, the, the CDC had been describing how many tens of thousands uh, of people uh, were dying of, of influenza mm-hmm. pneumonia sure. every every winter every, and that was every year. Right. That that was used to uh, uh, herd people into getting the influenza vaccine, but but then someone said, well, "What is the evidence really that, uh, that this is influenza killing them?" Uh, the same question some people have asked about uh, the COVID, sure. uh, uh, so-called virus. But uh, when they uh, they had just reported something like sixty thousand deaths uh, this season from. Uh, of uh, influenza pneumonia, uh, and uh, so someone suggested that, that they actually check for evidence that there was an, an influenza virus. They said, "Oh well, um, yes, there, there were um, something like twelve hundred deaths seasonally from hmm. influenza, and the others were from COVID, 
uh, were from coronaviruses was one cause, uh, common colds probably, uh, uh, bacterial pneumonia uh, uh, was another set, the syncytial virus pneumonia uh, accounted for a, a big block of the uh, deaths that had been called influenza, uh, and an uh, unidentifiable pathogen uh, was a, a major block uh, people dying of pneumonia and they couldn't find bacteria or viruses at all. Uh, so it could have been toxins uh, of various sorts, uh, uh, of a major source uh, of uh, uh, pneumonia without germs is uh, endotoxin, lipopolysaccharide, uh, leaking out of the intestine. Uh, and so when, hmm. when anyone is seriously stressed, uh, endotoxin tends to become uh, one of the factors in leading to pneumonia. So even in cases like pneumonia or common flus or colds, it could, in many many cases or some cases, simply be a detoxification process and not people catching something. Uh, well, uh, detoxification protects you, uh, but uh, you could call it a, a retoxification Retox, process. Okay. Right. The body's retoxifying, trying to get rid of it. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the endotoxin or whatever toxin is yeah, causing when, it. When you're very healthy, your liver and your brain, in, in particular, have <clears throat> detoxifying systems that keep you healthy. You don't don't notice the toxins being destroyed. Mm -hmm. You don't notice the toxins being destroyed. So that's why millions of people had no. Yeah, didn't yeah, wear a mask or nothing happened, and they just felt fine, and it was like any other day. Uh, yeah. Millions. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the body just deals with whatever it is, stress or what, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it can eat up germs or inactivate <laughs> uh, 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 toxins and, and excrete them, get rid of them. Never knew it had them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is interesting that there are some people that I've known, two or three that I've known, that during this whole affair, what has it been, what, two and a half years now, that went through three weeks or so, taste, smell, of some of the, the, the worst flu symptoms ever. I mean, they did, you know. Mm -hmm. They thought they were going to die. Uh, uh, yeah, the... Um, uh, uh, a lot of it w was the same causes of, of the flu that uh, killed uh, uh, forty to 60,000 people uh, er every winter before COVID. Uh, uh, the uh, the post-influenza uh, syndrome mm -hmm. uh, w was already defined uh, very similar to the post-COVID syndrome, uh, leaving permanent fibrosis and uh, of the lungs uh, and a general weakening of the organism. Hmm. And even in those numbers, Dr. Repeat, that we see every year, th there's no real evidence uh, of how many people had comorbidities that have passed on and they, they claim it was because the flu or cold, right? I mean, we don't know. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah, just roughly. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, sick babies and very old people hmm. uh, always uh, 
die of, of uh, 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 increased incidence of respiratory pneumonia during the winter season generally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess what artists originally argued on this show and other shows about the remdesivir, that's pretty nasty stuff, right? It's not good. Uh, yeah, it's a gene destroying material. Jeez. Uh, the the uh, things that have been used for uh, influenza and herpes uh, treatments uh, that were uh, originated uh, about 30 years ago, uh, those uh, actually had very, very horrible side effects, but they came into use anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so the amount of people that were actually killed by remdesivir in the ventilators, that could be a big number. We don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the fact that uh, the, uh, uh, the comparison of two hospitals near each other in Germany uh, during the first uh, few months of the uh, so-called pandemic, uh, uh, one hospital was influenced by uh, a, a doctor who uh, uh, administered only the amount of oxygen through a cannula, uh, just free breathing, mm-hmm. uh, that was clearly beneficial. They had zero mortality uh, from the COVID cases. Oh, just enough oxygen, not the ventilator. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, a nearby hospital uh, that followed the instructions of the World Health Organization and, and CDC, that hospital had a 60% mortality. Just the difference was only uh, that they stuck a tube into their chest and forced oxygen into their lungs. Extremely high mortality once you uh, stick the tube into them. Uh, and so that in itself was uh, known to be almost hmm. always deadly, uh, but prescribed, ordered by the CDC. So it was mass murder for a couple of months. Are they still doing that? And do you know? Oh, oh, I, I, I'm afraid some places still do. They're it. still doing the remdesivir and the ventilator with all, because they just don't get it, or they're ordered by the CDC. The the standard I, of I, care, I, right? The standard I, of I, care. Uh, yeah, the, the, there were many approaches better than remdesivir, uh, and any approach practically was better than intubation. Mm-hmm. What did these alternative things have for this so-called virus, as you say, uh, like uh, hydrochloroquine and uh, and um, what's the other one? The Ivermectin. Ivermectin and all that. Do they have similar properties that like something could be going on why people felt better? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, they're uh, both uh, somewhat anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. Especially uh, ivermectin has uh, several anti-inflammatory effects. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so does aspirin and antihistamine. <laughs> from, from the very beginning, uh, people were seeing uh, very good uh, effects from uh, aspirin and uh, uh, antihistamines. So aspirin and antihistamines are just anti... Is that why aspirin has been around 
for the last hundred years or whatever? It's just uh, anti-inflammatory. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's very closely connected to an and antibiotic and antiviral effect of aspirin. Hmm. A, a general, not very specific, but definitely existing antiviral effect. But it doesn't go in and kill some so-called virus, right? It, what does it do with the it, body? It just helps the body to deal with whatever's going on? Yeah, when it's acting as an anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. it's uh, preventing disruption of the immune system. Preventing uh, disruption. Uh, letting your uh, uh, immune system continue uh, in a highly energized way. Uh, once you go over the edge into the prostaglandin uh, and uh, cytokine storm degree of inflammation, you've knocked out the energy system. Hmm. And instead of producing uh, lots of heat and carbon dioxide and usable energy, uh, you just produce uh, uh, lactic acid and uh, uh, shift away from oxidative uh, processes. And uh, oxidative processes are necessary for uh, destroying viruses. Wow. So so that's why has been... That's why you feel better when you take aspirin. <laughs> yeah, many, many reasons. <laughs> That's right. It, for example, activates your mitochondrial respiration the way thyroid does. Do you know, when, we, when we were kids back in the 50s, Dr. Pete, I mean, that's really all we had was aspirin and castor oil. It was pretty, yeah. That was pretty much it, right? I mean, that was it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, laxatives uh, use is historical uh, and uh, uh, turns out to be very well based because uh, of the endotoxin thing. Uh, when, when you uh, are, when you've eaten something mm-hmm. that you can't digest uh, or you get constipated mm-hmm. uh, and inflammation begins in, inside your intestine uh, producing, uh, among other things, uh, a lactic acid histamine, serotonin, hmm. uh, and those make your blood vessels of the, that should be a barrier against toxins in your intestine, uh, it lets them absorb the endotoxin, hmm. and that lowers your whole systemic uh, body energy, uh, and that can lead to uh, death from pneumonia in a week first. Wow. So that's the whole theory behind, or not theory, but... Mm-hmm the meme behind this whole idea of the immune system and that being in the gut that we've talked about, people have talked about for the last 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it's all what's going on and why uh, lots of bowel movements is a good thing. <laughs> moving uh, yeah, moving it, things it, out. Uh, about 150 years ago, uh, pathologists uh, uh, and uh, uh, the uh, 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 coroners uh, recognized bowel inflammation hmm. uh, as, as a major cause of death. Wow. And the bowel gets inflamed because these endotoxins are, uh, when we don't have then a sufficient bowel movement and getting things out, uh, it just creates a, a problem down there, an inflammation, and then it, it causes all kinds of issues. Uh, yeah, leading to inflammation of the lungs huh. and brain, brain and so on. Wow. 
which is why then you take a big hit of castor oil and wake up in the morning and have a big bowel movement, you feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's pretty simple. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the, there was a big campaign in hmm. when medicine started becoming organized and modern. Uh, there were actual or uh, uh, organized campaigns to for public relations, uh, uh, getting uh, press conferences and such, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to convince the public that there is no such thing as a bowel toxin sickness. Really? And when was uh, this? In the early days, 1900s? At, at 1920, or early 20s. Mm. And they, they tried to convince people that it didn't matter how much you pooped, it just uh, yeah, for example, hmm. uh, one uh, professor of medicine hmm. uh, said that there's no such thing as, as bowel toxins causing uh, sickness and headaches. Uh, uh, he said it's uh, all basically in your mind. <laughs> and to demonstrate that uh, headaches weren't caused by uh, uh, toxins, supposedly he had... Uh, his medical students, he stuffed their rectums with wads of cotton. <laughs> and the next day, the people who often had headaches reported that they had a headache. So he released the publicity that, see, we've demonstrated that it isn't poison, it's pressure. And that was just part of... It didn't say anything at all about uh, toxins in the intestine, but just that uh, whatever the level of toxins exists in the intestine, if you have pressure uh, as well, uh, you're going to get a headache or other sickness. Sure. And uh, animal studies showed that, that uh, just putting a balloon into the intestine, uh, if the animal is... In a good physiological state, you can blow up the balloon and nothing, no symptoms occur. But if you give them some insulin to lower their blood glucose and then blow up the balloon, the combination of the stress from low blood sugar combined with stretching the intestine will produce all kinds of things, not just headaches, but... Uh, epileptic seizures, wow. asthma spasms, uh, uh, all kinds of psychosomatic uh, changes of circulation uh, and excitation. Uh, isn't that fascinating? Uh, uh, uncle, who's long gone from this planet, used to say, well, I just have a couple cups of coffee and uh, I have my morning constitution, <laughs> and I'm, I feel good. <laughs> Yep. So is that is that you think is it detrimental? People use caffeine to to go to the bathroom. Oh, oh no, not at all. I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> normal. It's just kind of natural, right? Yeah, it has lots of other beneficial effects. Yeah, I've I've had some effects. Even I have a little bit of green tea will even uh, move things around a little bit mm-hmm. more than than. Isn't that interesting? I guess there's some. There must be some caffeine in green tea, too, right? Uh, uh, yeah, a small amount. Of, mm-hmm. uh, it's just weaker than yeah. coffee. Yeah. And you've never been uh, adverse to coffee at all, you, you uh, right? You've always, uh, much, as long as I've talked to you, thought it was a, okay, coffee, caffeine? 
for uh, people? Uh, oh, oh, sure, yeah. Uh, it happened that uh, uh, when I was four years old, <laughs> I just loved the, the smell and taste of coffee. Did you? Yeah. yeah. You've even, I, I believe you've said that uh, coffee is actually something that'll get your little, little thyroid going a little bit, too. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, it helps to balance everything. Helps to balance everything. You can't count on it making up for food. No. Uh, if you drink coffee mm. on an empty stomach, uh, it, it can uh, give you uh, the shakes and uh, sure. accentuate hypoglycemia. So that's why it would be good for with, with food, with breakfast or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. With breakfast, yeah. So... Before we uh, we'll do a break and get to all the questions, if you have a question for Dr. Pete Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. So onto the bowel thing, do do you think there's any um, um, cautionary tales with doing different things to keep the bowel movements going two, three, four times? However, you feel more comfortable, like um, oh, uh, what is psyllium husk or other things, castor oil? Is is there any Problems with getting the body addicted to this stuff? Not really. No. Be, uh, some people who have a really inflamed problem uh, find that psyllium husk is dehydrated uh, and uh, can increase the plugged quality. Yeah. Uh, but but if, if it works, uh, that's very fine. If it works, it works, right? Uh, yeah, a, a good bulk forming. A softening material uh-huh. with just a moderate degree of constipation. Other than that, then lots of, I guess, vegetables are, are the best. I mean, it also does the same thing, vegetables? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, as long as they're working, uh, they're improving things. But uh, if a certain kind of vegetable makes the constipation worse... You just got to uh, not do it, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, cooked or raw... What's the difference? Uh, uh, the the um, in animal experiments, uh, they uh, many years ago uh, compared uh, canned vegetables with the, exactly the same vegetables uh, in a raw state, hmm. uh, and, and fed them to different groups of rats. Uh, the rats getting a, a mixture of canned vegetables uh, thrived all the way through the experiment. The ones given exactly the same uh, uh, raw vegetables wasted away. No kidding. Eventually died of malnutrition. What was that about? uh, Just because so many raw vegetables are extremely undigestible. Uh, The uh, heat uh, breaks down uh, the structure Mm -hmm. uh, of the fibrous uh, cellulose mixed with other uh, like the lignin materials uh, that we just can't digest, and so the nutrients are trapped I- inside this uh, web uh, of indigestible material. Wow. So somewhere along the line, as humans figured out to... What did we do before we figured out how to cook vegetables? We must have done okay, or...? Uh, uh, yeah, if you choose the right vegetables to eat raw... Uh, you can probably do it just by chewing them thoroughly. Hmm. What are some uh, of the easy ones? Raw. Uh, oh, uh, I, I would imagine uh, baby squash mm-hmm. uh, uh, are hmm. uh, a source of nutrition. Mm-hmm. 
Tomatoes be good. Tomatoes? Oh, 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 sure, they're they're a fruit. Uh, fruit. Oh, that's right. They're a fruit. Yeah, tomatoes are fruit. Yeah. So that's different fruits. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we could just live on fruits like tomatoes and squash and and you know botanical fruits and do okay? Uh, uh, yeah, especially older people hmm. who have a, a very low protein requirement. Uh, they often thrive. Uh, someone hmm. y- yesterday. Uh, uh, emailed me about their father who 10 years ago was very sick with prostate yeah. cancer uh, but he stopped eating uh, uh, ordinary proteins went vegan uh, and uh, is now in good health 10 years later <laughs> no kidding really it's uh, funny it's just that uh, once your uh, metabolism has slowed down the proteins you don't need very much at all. You just don't need as much. Uh, yeah, and the plant materials can provide them. Mm-hmm. And if, if you eat more than you need, the excess amino acids have become anti-thyroid agents and makes your metabolism even slower. Oh, when you have more protein than you need, it actually slows your metabolism. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting, which is a, a thyroid thing, right? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, hmm. about uh, 40 years ago, Broda Barnes uh, decided to do a, a high-protein diet just for an experiment. Yes, sir. For years, he had been, uh, I think his daily dose of armor thyroid was uh, two grains. And, and when he went uh, on a high uh, meat and protein diet, he found that he needed four grains wow. of armor thyroid every day. Just to keep his temperature uh, stable uh, yeah, in the morning. Yeah, even in moderate middle age, wow. uh, he, he felt that effect. But yeah. the older you are, the more toxic uh, too much protein can be. What a, it's probably more difficult after you you know have about 70, 80 years under your belt to catch a buffalo or something. You know, it's probably a, <laughs> an evolutionary thing. You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sitting around <laughs> eating fruit is a lot easier, right? Thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier. All right, stay right there. Dr. Ray Pete, Patrick Timpone, thanks for being on the show, sir. It's an always pleasure. If you have a question, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And if you want to do a little uh, thyroid. The first supplement I like to take in the morning right after I wake up is Pine Pollen Pure Potency or P4. This is Cirque Rival's flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens, or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropause. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of Cirque Rival's supplements can be taken any time of day, but Pine Pollen Pure Potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now it can be taken once, twice, or three times depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times a day, but always at those times. And that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone. And all we want to do is amplify that sine wave. We don't want to start to take 
testosterone at a time where our bodies purged it from the bloodstream. Instead, we want to take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them. This product tastes fantastic. I think of it like an orange creamsicle and that's because in addition to that subtle pine flavor, there's a little bit of orange peel, Tahitian vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen pure potent. And we love this product. I, I've been taking, well, what I do and, and what you should do are two different things, but just to tell you, I've been I've been using it for years. It's a food and it's a pollen and uh, little pine trees do their thing in the spring and pine pollen and all the animals and everybody eats it and who knows. It's just a pretty magical substance. But this is just one of the, the many products that Daniel Vitalis has in his uh, um, store from One Radio Network, if you can click on there. And Colostrum is one. We love that product. They now have four different uh, colostrums, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and the original, the original, pine pollen, shaga, and reishi. And these are fruited bodies. They're not just, uh, you know, they, they this really goes to some great extent to make these uh, uh, more potent. They have a vitamin D, K, 2, 3 thing. Um, also, uh, a digestive bitters products that we love. Um, uh, some CBD oil and also a CBD uh, that for your skin which I just got and I've been playing around with it. I like. So uh, just a great selection of products that I think you'll enjoy. And that's at any Sir Thrival link on OneRadioNetwork.com. Click through our website because we get a little commission when you buy through our website and that helps us um, to support ourselves. As you know, uh, um, you know, one of the big buzzwords out there right now is inflation and there's a lot of it going around. We think the real inflation rate is probably 15, 18%. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little about 8% more than what the gov is telling you. Um, that's, for the most part, what we believe with the research that we do. One of the places we like to go is Shadow Stats. Uh, this fellow, he does incredible research. He's, he's been doing it for a long time. His name is escaping me, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just much more. But you don't need a government or anybody to tell you what the inflation rate is. Just go to the store and, um, you know, we, uh, uh, my girl here, Doodle, was lying next to me, a golden doodle. Uh, she eats raw, grass-fed, organic beef uh, many uh, nights. Other than that, it's organic, uh, raw chicken, either wings or legs or and uh, some uh, cornucopia pet foods. It's uh, in a can that you can go there. We don't have a financial interest in them, but um, cornucopiapetfoods.com, 100%, absolutely, totally organic. And if you want to feed them in the can, and uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's been cooked, but hey, uh, it's, uh, you can't get 100% organic food in a bag and a kibble, and we don't recommend kibble. It's got a lot of issues. I don't care how good it is. But anyway, uh, that's here neither here nor there, but I was just going to mention before I got so rudely interrupted by my mind is that um, the meat that we're feeding Doodle has gone up about uh, $1.25 a pound just in the last month. 
a pound. So things are moving up. Uh, the way to protect from inflation, the only way that we know to hedge against inflation is gold and silver, well, platinum and stuff like that. But the way, easy way to do it is gold and silver. Uh, that is the only real money on this earth. The rest of it is all just made up. Just made up. So uh, give Fred a call, 800-878-2646. 800-878-2646. Fred at uh, U.S. Coin Capital. He'll hook you up with uh, um, whatever you need. Just, just trust me on this one. He's got the deal. Did you know the DNA of the pearl and we humanoids are very similar? Did you know that? The DNA that's responsible to create the pearl is very similar to how our human calcium metabolism is done. So it's very, very interesting. That's why the pearl is so good for our skins, for our bones, for even to rejuvenate our bone marrows, rejuvenate our bones, and uh, rejuvenate our skins, uh-huh. and also nerve systems, you know, joints, all kinds of um, muscles, and like eyesight, our eyes is, is a big muscle, basically, and also our heart. It's very good for the heart. It's quite interesting that she mentioned the pearl works to build the bone marrow, and in Ayurveda medicine, they've often talked about the idea when you build the bone marrow is when you build Beauty and longevity. Curious. Pearl, this is a great product. You can brush your teeth with it, and in my opinion, you'll see amazing results on your toothies. Really amazing. You can take it internally, mix it with face cream. Our link on One Radio Network goes to a two-pack where you get a great discount, but if you only want one to start, just click around and you get yourself one. Pearl Sim, click on the ad on front page, oneradionetwork.com. I get uh, lots of compliments uh, for my toofies, and that compliments is just an ego thing, so don't doesn't mean anything. But I'm only telling you that because you can really uh, you can really see the pearlness of your teeth when you use this product. It's great. You can take it internally. Uh, it's not all calcium, but it's heavy calcium and lots of uh, target proteins, and it's from real pearl. It's a living thing that uh, Dr. Rule and Chu figured out how to. She's a quantum physicist, pretty cool gal, very, very cool lady. She's going to be on soon. She figured out how to uh, get the pearl and get into a powder form without messing up the cellular matrix thing. Does that make sense? She figured out how to do it. And uh, so it's not like she's using mother of pearl or something, you know, that you get on Amazon. It's, it's, it's a really nice product, a once-living source product, pearl. And it's on our website for your teeth and internally, oneradionetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com. On the third Monday of each month, uh, on the around 11.30 or so, if I get there on time, which I usually don't, is Dr. Ray Pete, Ph.D. And, uh, um, and been, um, you started in, in, in the 70s, Doc, is when you really began this, right? School? I, I, I started graduate school in biology in uh, 1968. 1968, I, wow. I, I had uh, got, gone through a, a master's program in, in the late 50s, but I, I, I worked in uh, linguistics 
and uh, art and literature uh, for for the intervening uh, eight eight or nine years. Hmm. So were you out in the street uh, demonstrating against the Vietnam War in '68, like I was? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all were. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting when you think back on that, just for what it's worth? Uh, I mean, there was some real evidence that us crazy people out in the streets, we actually moved Nixon along a little bit, didn't we? I mean, they, you know, the evidence shows that they did. He he got out of there sooner because we were out there. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, I guess for a peaceful, uh, pro, uh, pre- pro, peaceful protest does a little good now and then. Yeah, like the truckers. Convoy. Yeah, right. It's moving things along. Yeah, I think so too. So, are you ready for some questions? Sure. All right, here we go. Um, uh, let's see. Several people in the natural health community say that supplementation with inorganic minerals, not directly derived from foods or once living sources, always going to ask about that, are just kind of unhealthy and can do calcification in the arteries and organs. Did Dr. Pete? Agree with this idea? It would depend uh, on the source. Mm. Uh, a lot of mineral sources are very contaminated, so that's the, the main argument against them. When they're uh, incorporated into living organisms, they're already extremely highly purified, uh, and so they're they're safe in that form. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the Max Planck people? You know them, Max Planck Institute years ago suggested that uh, when we take something in from a other than living source it can be detrimental correct uh, uh, yeah there there are many studies showing that uh, even the type of isotope uh, within hmm. a given element that can be chemically pure in the chemical sense but have the wrong balance of isotopes isotopes uh, 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 the typical uh, molecule uh, comes in uh, the standard form. Sometimes it has an extra uh, uh, neutrino, uh, extra neutron, uh, so the uh, atomic weight is a little different. Hmm. And uh, th- those are just randomly mixed together in the uh, mineral sources. But uh, a plant... Uh, sorts out and, and prefers uh, certain isotopes over the others. Uh, so it's, it's the, the ultimate refinement, not just chemical purity, but a, a bias in the weight of the a particular chemical uh, element. The weight and the energetics of it from a living is just different. Just different. Uh, uh, yeah, for example... Uh, uh, the um, cane sugar grown in the tropics hmm. uh, from the first uh, rain that comes out of a warm uh, ocean has uh, uh, more deuterium. Uh, it's a hev- heavier form of water. Uh, and uh, high deuterium uh, content accelerates the aging process in the early 50s uh, when hmm. the heavy water uh, was uh, be, being used in the nuclear industry. Uh, no one had studied it biologically. So they uh, gave experimental mice uh, deuterium uh, oxide rather than uh, ordinary water, uh, and they turned gray and got arthritis. Really? 
and deteriorated much faster because of the uh, different isotope. But uh, organisms, uh, plants, uh, uh, filter out the, the preferred uh, isotope oh. apparently for every uh, element that has a, a, a significant difference in uh, atomic weight. Uh, if you uh, use uh, uh, sugar uh, that was grown in a, a northern and uh, either central or uh, eastern uh, uh, region where the rain has, uh, uh, the tropical rain has fallen out and then coming over the uh, Rockies, for example, uh, the cold temperature squeezes out even more of the heavy water. So the any water that's left over the northern plains uh, is likely to be very depleted in deuterium. Uh, and so the crops, uh, especially sugar beet uh, grown in those areas, uh, is uh, uh, has more light water, which is biologically more compatible. Very interesting. What's the deuterium doing in there? I mean, that's kind of like a Mother Nature thing. I mean, why is she putting deuterium in there? I mean, why would she do that? Um, uh, all of the uh, atoms uh, come in more or less a, a random hmm. uh, arrangement of the, uh, the distribution of the uh, uh, neutrons and protons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a random thing. Uh, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody sent me a, a, a link to a website from uh, Lip Gloss that actually uh, they have a, a, some snake venom in the lip gloss that's used to make the lips more swollen that the Hollywood people like. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Why would why would snake venom swell up your lips? I guess it would. Uh, yeah, anything that causes inflammation. Inflammation, yeah. Okay, here's one for you. How to gain weight. I'm a 66-year-old female. Um, long COVID digestive symptoms, pain in location of the pancreas, liver fullness, fatigue, have to lie down, too tired to complete more than some of the basic activities, um, fat malabsorption, fall asleep after eating. Wow. So this lady's got a lot going on here. Uh, first thing would be to check thyroid function uh, and uh, body temperature. Uh, uh, very low body temperature uh, uh, depletes your ability to, to make energy. Uh, and so if your body temperature is very low, uh, you would want to have a blood test to see, uh, uh, in, in particular, uh, TSH, mm-hmm. uh, which causes uh, inflammation if it's high, uh, and vitamin D, a deficiency of which causes inflammation and uh, under-metabolism. Vitamin D deficiency, right? Um do you, do you know a number, like if people want to do a vitamin D test that you like, or? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, the, in nanograms per milliliter, uh, uh, the, it should be around 50 or 60. 50 or 60 per milliliter, right? Uh, uh, nan- nanograms per milliliter. Nanogram. Do you think we can get enough from the sun? Uh, uh, what was that? Do you think we get enough from the sun if we out there on this sun? Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, a person who, who spends... Uh, uh, 
for example, on the beach, a uh, 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 person uh, spending hours a day uh, with a lot of skin exposed to full sunlight will have maybe 150. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm out in the sun a lot. I'd be fun to take it just to see as an experiment, you know, to see, to see what the levels are. It'd be interesting. Um, there's a place for those of you who are interested. It's called Let's Get Checked. And it's online, and they actually will ship you a little thing, and you can get your thyroid TSH test or vitamin D. Very inexpensive. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, uh, yeah, some places uh, will charge you more, more than $200 yeah. for a vitamin D test for should be somewhere in the range of 40 to 60 Right. I did, the, I did, I did my TSH uh, doc with them, and it was like uh, 50 bucks or something, TSH. And again, for those who are new to Dr. Pete's work, and he's done quite a bit on thyroid, your favorite TSH level is? Close to zero. Close to zero, right. You are you are the lowest one than anybody we've ever talked about. Why is that? I've been <laughs> attending to the TSH issue ever since it came into use. First, when... Uh, Synthroid uh, substituted for Armour Thyroid. Uh, uh, Armour had been the standard uh, of uh, thyroid uh, uh, potency for uh, about 50 years. Uh, And then uh, when synthetic thyroxin was developed, a huge advertising campaign uh, uh, convinced doctors uh, that uh, the T3, uh, they didn't know at the time uh, that T3 was the only uh, active thyroid hormone. And so they said, scientifically, uh, you should use the pure thyroxin, not the uh, uh, random mix that you uh, find in the armor thyroid. Uh, and uh, they used a blood test, protein-bound iodine, uh, and, and found that only 5% of the population uh, was deficient in protein-bound iodine. And so they said uh, uh, almost uh, no one needs a thyroid supplement, but when they hmm. need it, uh, thyroxin uh, should be the thing. Uh, and using the, uh, the meaningless protein-bound uh, iodine test, uh, all, all through the 1950s into the 1960s, uh, they were saying uh, uh, almost no one needs a, a thyroid supplement. And it turned out that uh, there was absolutely no biological uh, basis for saying that protein-bound iodine had anything to do with your <laughs> thyroid function. Oh, <laughs> uh, at that point, uh, they were convinced that uh, T4 thyroxin was the uh, only scientific way to uh, treat thyroid and that only 5% of the people uh, might need it. Uh, and so they uh, discovered very precise ways of measuring TSH uh, using radioimmunoassay. Uh, and uh, so they uh, picked out the uh, 5% of the population uh, who had the uh, highest TSH and said that that's the number that oh. 
is justified to give thyroxin to. Uh, but it was an entirely phony, uh, based on a meaningless test, that that 5% uh, of TSH was established. So ever since the 1960s, uh, uh, that has been refined, uh, uh, discouraging, literally telling doctors to ignore uh, all of the <laughs> traditional signs of hypothyroidism, uh, to ignore body temperature, uh, all of the signs like falling uh, hair, hair. Mm -hmm. and uh, problems uh, maintaining the weight, either uh, being too thin or, or too fat. Uh, ignore all of those, go only by TSH. But, but uh, without looking at the history of it, uh, it might sound uh, scientific in some way, but it, it's totally irrational. Irrational. So where uh, are we? Um, go ahead. Uh, it turns out that TSH uh, directly activates inflammatory systems, uh, and uh, a lot of the symptoms of hypothyroidism come from elevated TSH, not hmm. from an actual deficiency of thyroxine. An elevated TSH. Um, so where are we now? So um, the original one, Armour, had the good. Was the good stuff, right? That was the best. Uh, armor, yeah, yeah, yeah. armor, uh, but that's uh, no uh, longer available, correct? Uh, oh, it's still available, but when the armor company sold out uh, uh, in the early nineties, they had been testing every batch. They had both pork thyroid, beef pie, uh, hmm. beef thyroid, uh, and a mixture, and every batch was tested for biological activity on mice. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was. Uh, uh, refined right down to 1% uh, of e effect on metabolic rate. Uh, uh, it was scientifically ultra-precise. Uh, during those years when uh, the synthroid people were saying, don't use a natural product, it isn't scientifically uh, uh, hmm. uh, refined enough. During those years, uh, there were times when uh, the thyroxin uh, activity of of Synthroid was off, I, I think, by as much as 40%. Wow. So, so, oh, so Armour is, and Synthroid are the two choices for folks now who get prescriptions, uh, right? Uh, oh, uh, there, yeah, there are lots of synthetic uh, thyroxin. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, most of the mixed synthetic process, uh, products have been uh, discouraged, taken off the market, uh, but uh, the, the one that's uh, the closest, it was based on uh, the armor, uh, uh, typical armor ratio of T4 to T3, uh, that's Ceno Plus, Ceno Plus. Right. A, a 4 to 1 ratio of T4 to T3. And you can get that in this country, or is that a Mexican thing, Ceno Plus? Uh, um, mostly, it's, I think, made in Mexico and is popular in Latin America and somewhat in Europe. So if you were, if you had to take it, wanted to take it, that's what you would go for, the Ceno Plus? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't uh, hesitate to take armor, even though they uh, really don't pay attention. Get a little fishy with the, with the numbers, huh? Yeah. So now when you see there's some products out there over the counter, uh, well, you can get them through uh, docks, but not necessarily totally over the counter. 
where it says bovine. Uh, I have something here I had on the in the shelf. It says bovine, L-Y-O-P-H-I-L-I-Z-E-D. Bovine, uh, yeah, thyroid. Freeze, bo- yeah, what's freeze-dried it? is what that means. What, what's it mean? Uh, freeze-dried. Freeze-dried bovine. What's in here? Uh, 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 you don't good, really know. You don't but, really know. Uh, the, the, a, people, <laughs> the people making it aren't aware of uh, the history of uh, the armor definition. Ah. Uh, and uh, at first, uh, at the end of the 19th century, uh, the thyroid uh, was used in a fresh uh, form, not, uh, not freeze-dried. Uh, and in that form, it was uh, two-thirds water, uh, and so when they dehydrated, dehydrated uh, the, the gland uh, without uh, altering it except to take out the fat, uh, the uh, armor product uh, was uh, uh, extended uh, with uh, lactose uh, uh, bound into a pill, and they added about two parts uh, of lactose for every part of powdered thyroid wow. uh, so that it had the same weight uh, ratio to potency that the fresh gland had because it was uh, a widespread standard of, of dosing. So when they say one grain uh, dose that was for 50 years the, uh, the world standard, uh, our armor meant it was uh, basically one-third active. Uh, and so if you used the pure powdered glandular, it was called 3X because it was three times as strong as the the fresh or, or the extended uh, product with lactose. Uh, but uh, now uh, the concept of 1X or 3X uh, is used only by uh, uh, chemical suppliers like, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, Aldrich and Sigma uh, use those categories. But the people selling it don't know what they're selling, <laughs> basically, uh, whether it's 3X or 1X. Uh, so you might get super strong stuff uh, or uh, very weak stuff. Well, so you would, if you wanted to go that route, you would just have to take it and see uh, what's your body temperature and see how you feel and your metabolism, right? Uh, yeah, which you always had to do with armor anyway. Anyway. everyone has a different requirement. Right, right. So is there, have you know any sources of just a bovine or pig that are just not desiccated or freeze-dried that are just like a powder you could take? Uh, Yeah, but I I don't know of any way to be sure whether you're getting 3X or 1X. You don't know. Or uh, maybe 1 tenth X. The Ceno Plus, I used to have some of those. I sent those to a friend that needed it. I didn't need it any longer. But they were just little guys, if I remember, right? Little tiny ones? Uh, yeah. And, and how many grains are in that one? That one? Do you uh, know? About two and a third, I think, it was wow. grains equivalent to one tablet. So it's right, it's right up there, right? It's, so that's so it's 60, uh, uh, 120, uh, maybe 150 or 160 or 70, right? Or something? Yeah, and so people... Uh, often not realizing how potent they are, uh, very often overdose on their Sinoplast. You you should start with an eighth of a tablet. Yeah, and just kind of kind of work your way up. Hmm. So just to wrap up on thyroid, if uh, people wanted to need to get their TH level down there to close to zero, they're going to do okay 
in your opinion, with uh, Synthroid or Armor, right? Uh, uh, well, uh, with, with Synthroid, uh, women are much less able to activate pyroxen, wow. uh, turning it into T3. So they'd be better with armor, the ladies. Uh, yeah. Wow. What a land, all these landmines out there, Doc. How do people figure this stuff out? Uh, uh, unfortunately, the, the researchers uh, generally have failed to notice that uh, because of uh, estrogen level, uh, uh, women's livers uh, are much less likely to fully activate uh, the uh, thyroxin. Oh. Uh, uh, and so sometimes a woman can get more and more hypothyroid the more thyroxin they take uh, because it, it begins diluting uh, the T3 that came out of their own thyroid gland. Uh, and if their liver is, is blocked by estrogen, uh, uh, they can get worse uh, by taking more thyroxin. That's just, wow, just crazy. You you would think, Dr. Pete, that these people would understand this thing and really dig into it if you're making these things, wouldn't you? You would think, but it's the same as the propaganda and the virus thing. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Here's a 68-year-old male recently had a thumping in his head. Ooh, like a faint heartbeat, but doesn't. Uh, but it doesn't follow the heart. Rather, the thumps maybe 240 times per minute. That's a lot of thumping. No other symptoms. Does Dr. Pete have any ideas what this could be? Lots of thumps in his head, not going along with his heart. Uh, I, 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 I'm, basically, I don't know, but uh, I, I've experienced uh, some things uh, and uh, found that uh, occasionally there would be a resonance with something that I uh, wasn't hearing through my ears, hmm. uh, but uh, by resonating through my sinuses, uh, something in the environment that happened to be vibrating uh, at a different frequency from my heart, I, I would hear this uh, ticking uh, going and be wondering why my heart rate was doing one thing and the ticking in my head was doing something else uh, and found it turned out to be something in the environment just resonating with my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Pete, do you have an opinion regarding Dr. Lester Morrison's research indicating heart disease could be reversed as well as prevented with chondroitin sulfate? Um, uh, no, I, I'm uh, very skeptical uh, that uh, uh, that would uh, uh, improve heart disease. Mm-hmm. Heart disease, as you know it, it's more of uh, something, something going on right with the heart muscle rather than atherosclerosis, correct, is what uh, we're uh, thinking? Uh, oh, no, uh, no? atherosclerosis oh. is an inflammatory condition uh, that affects your heart at the same time as the blood vessels. Uh, but uh, people have... Uh, removed uh, the plaque and chemically uh, stained it uh, and found that uh, it's uh, full of a breakdown products from polyunsaturated fat. Poofus uh, again. Wow. Age pigment, basically. Hmm. Poofus. 
The mm-hmm. culprits again, poofers. Yeah. Wow. Do we get do we get uh, do we get too many poofers more than we want just by eating fish? Uh, yes, you eat too much fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's why I advocate uh, only the low-fat fish. Low-fat fish, which are what are some of your um, low-fatters? Cotton co- sole. Cotton sole are the best ones. Called cotton sole. Not the, that's why the salmon are lots. They got a lot of poofers in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old poofers. Uh, let's see. Here's someone. Um, Okay, I don't don't understand this one. Sorry. Um, I read that it takes about forty to fifty-six days for skin cells to turn over from stem cells to discrimination off the surface of a follicular hypokeratosis, and I started supplementing vitamin A for it. I'm sorry, did you understand those words? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. In Dr. Pete's experience, how does vitamin A supplementation, how long does it take to clear skin problems like follicular upper uh, 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 I've uh, had experience with uh, the leukoplakia, which is uh, on, on the moist surfaces, for example, inside your cheeks. Hmm. It can... Uh, the cells uh, get swollen and uh, waterlogged, and they can uh, stick out so that you bite your cheeks unavoidably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's considered a pre-cancerous condition. But I found that whenever I was extremely deficient in vitamin A, I would get leukoplakia, and uh, so I tested it with, uh, if I took 50,000 or 100,000 units of vitamin A, just for two or three days, it would disappear completely. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so it, it depends on how deficient you are and, and what caused your deficiency. Uh, estrogen happens to accelerate uh, the turnover uh, and the formation of the uh, uh, dead keratin uh, state of the cells, uh, and vitamin A has an anti-estrogen effect on the skin, uh, slowing the turnover, uh, creating l- less of the dandruff effect, uh, and it's very easy to see on the wet tissues like the uh, uterine cervix. Uh, leukoplakia is sometimes an excuse for doing a hysterectomy. Wow. Uh, but uh, uh, just putting a vitamin A on it topically uh, in just a few days, uh, uh, same, same as inside your mouth, it can uh, totally uh, uh, abolish the uh, white abnormal cells. Hmm. Uh, Lawrence wants to know, um, he says, I'm 56, good health, but every now and then I get a little purple kind of a dot or square on my forearm. What could this be? Oh, well, weak capillaries. Weak, sort of cap- a, weak capillaries. That, that's kind of a young age for it happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in uh, 80 or 90 year olds, it becomes uh, very common uh, so that uh, a 90 year old will typically have uh, those uh, from red to brown splotches uh, covering 
their surface fairly well. well. What's some things that Lawrence could take to strengthen his capillaries? Uh, 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 keeping your cortisol low, uh, uh, avoiding uh, unopposed estrogen causes your adrenals to overproduce cortisol uh, and underproduce uh, DHEA, pregnenolone, and progesterone. Uh, and so keeping your cholesterol up as mm-hmm. a precursor uh, to pregnenolone and DHEA, uh, that toughens uh, all of your connective tissues yeah. and your capillaries. Keep Mr. Uh, cholesterol up, so have lots of eggs, good? Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, carbohydrates, carbohydrates are how we make uh, cholesterol. Carbohydrates, not the eggs, carbohydrates. Well, well it, it, it takes lots and lots of eggs to <laughs> raise your uh, serum cholesterol for uh, just a moderate amount of uh, extra uh, carbohydrates can do it. Like oats or rice or... Uh, yep. Huh? Uh, 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 just making sure they're well cooked so they digest easily. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Oh, fascinating. This is great fun. Uh, any remedies for an inguinal hernia? Surgery is not an option. I-N-G-U-I-N-A-L hernia. What is that? Uh, oh, uh, they uh, happen, uh, again, right? Again, uh, uh, DHEA falling in, in relation to uh, cortisol uh, is uh, uh, going to weaken uh, all of your connective tissues. And a vitamin D deficiency, uh, it isn't just the bones that are strengthened by adequate vitamin D, but the, uh, all of the connective tissues and muscles uh, are weak uh, in the vitamin D deficiency. Hmm. Uh, and so first thing is to make sure you're getting enough calcium and vitamin D and then, uh, if if that's uh, adequate, then uh, check to uh, make sure you don't have an uh, excess of cortisol and estrogen relative to uh, the pregnenolone and DHEA. And what are some things that people do to get too much estrogen? What do they eat? Um, stress, basically. Stress, pretty much. Uh, hy- yeah. Hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. uh, uh, B vitamin deficiency can do it. Uh, uh, various kinds of poisoning. Mm-hmm. Is there any um, downsides to taking a little extra vitamin D just to make sure you're topped up? Is that a problem? I don't think so. No? Uh, uh, 5,000 units a day. Five. Uh, some doctors say that's excessive, but I've never seen anyone... you never seen a problem uh, get, with that. ...got a very high blood uh, level from 5,000. Mm-hmm. What can be done for scoliosis... Is protein involved as well as calcium and vitamin D? Uh, uh, yeah, and thyroid. And thyroid. Oh, that old thyroid again, boy. So that's the deal. You want to get that TSH down to near zero, as close to zero as you can, Doc, right? I, I think so, as long as you're e- eating well. Um, okay, explain a little bit now. Uh, uh, if you take a lot of thyroid, you can get your TSH down very low, but uh, also your metabolic rate is increasing, and so you have to make sure you're getting uh, enough uh, of the vitamins uh, and other nutrients. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here is somebody, let's see. Huge blister on the front 
of my shin just above the ankle. It has been at least nine months and is still red even though the liquid has drained out. Now there are small red spots. Rash kind of looks like tiny red pimples. Um, any ideas what I could do? Could this be some kind of toxin coming out? Uh, uh, or possibly an infection. Hmm. I, I, I think it should be tested to have a doctor uh, t- take swabs and such to see what's happening. See what it is. Right. <laughs> Hold on, my, my mouse is not working. Do something. Hold on. My email thing just crashed. Don't mind me. Here we go. Um, Hi, Patrick. We asked Dr. Pete what he thinks of berberine for diabetes to lower blood sugar. Berberine. Berberine. Uh, What was the word? Berberine. B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N. Lowering blood sugar. I don't recognize yeah, the word. I've seen that somewhere, but I don't know what it is either, Doc. Berberine, berberine, no? Hmm. I don't either. Um, how much total phosphorus intake um, matter if the diet has a good calcium-phosphorus ratio? Is a low-phosphorus diet preferable to a normal-phosphorus diet if the calcium-phosphorus ratio is exactly the same in both cases. If it's if both of them are extremely low, then it's possible to be deficient in both of them. But in the normal range, it's the ratio that counts most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, was it last month you had mentioned that you were dubious about a lot of the the creams. Right, the bio-identical hormone creams? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, we had a lot of emails about that saying that, I don't think, here's one. My group uses a biometric hormone replacement protocol that replicates the youthful rhythms, all hormones or creams, based in it is the, in the woman is intact. They will, so there's people just suggesting that maybe that they do okay on these. Uh, uh, yeah, the, even if it's uh, going to cause cancer, uh, it might make you feel okay for 10 or 20 years. But uh, you, you really should think uh, ahead uh, what's happening and, and look at the uh, research historically uh, on uh, what, what the huh. safe, safe levels and rhythms are. For example... Uh, all through the 1940s, uh, experiments were being done on uh, the rhythm uh, of estrogen effect uh, in relation to cancer. If you gave even a very small dose of estrogen continually, uh, it had a very high uh, rate of carcinization of all of the uh, or organs and tissues. But if you interrupted it, regularly, about once a month, uh, then it was harmless. Uh, And the the function of progesterone is to knock out uh, the estrogen system, stopping the synthesis uh, and the uh, receptor uh, response 
to it uh, uh, once a month uh, prevents cancerization of, of all of the tissues. So that's something that I didn't dig into last time when you mentioned that. It wasn't necessarily that they they weren't absorbing, but it was the potential cancerous effects on the topical uh, progesterone, correct? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and the, the, you really should uh, look at your blood levels, but even the blood levels uh, um, in a deficiency of progesterone, uh, the uh, enzymes that uh, regulate estrogen uh, are inactivated. Uh, 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 progesterone activates the uh, enzymes that uh, attach substances to estrogen, make it inactive and to excrete it. Uh, and uh, at the same time, progesterone is inactivating estrogen. It's knocking out the estrogen receptor and turning off the hmm. aromatase enzyme that makes uh, uh, estrogen. So, so there are uh, 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 close to uh, 10 different uh, enzymes regulated by progesterone with an anti-estrogen effect. Uh, and so if your progesterone is inactive, the uh, uh, en enzymes that are excreting estrogen don't remove it from cells, uh, and so the estrogen inside cells can go wild, uh, uh, leading to uh, uh, cancer, uh, uh, but it doesn't show up in the blood because it isn't being excreted. It's being formed right in the tissue. Wow. Uh, uh, the uterus uh, uh, and the uh, breast, for example, uh, uh, were thought of as target tissues estrogen coming from the ovaries but in rat experiments if you take out the ovaries uh, wait a week uh, the serum uh, estrogen is just as high as it ever was because uh, in the absence of progesterone uh, the uh, uh, all of your tissues begin uh, secreting uh, forming and secreting estrogen uh, but the uterus and breast, instead of waiting to be stimulated by ovarian estrogen in the absence of progesterone, they begin forming their own estrogen locally. So in endometriosis, for example, the uterus begins forming estrogen that doesn't have to depend on the ovarian estrogen. Uh, and uh, a thyroid deficiency and a progesterone deficiency uh, will increase uh, uh, endometriosis and eventually cancer by the, the internal uh, uh, uterine production of too much estrogen. Same in the breast. The, the breast tumor uh, begins producing uh, its own estrogen, doesn't need uh, getting estrogen from the blood. So that's why you have often recommended just uh, a little dab for men and women, if I th I'm correct, of uh, this uh, progestase, that one that you kind of developed uh, yeah, every, in, in, internally, right? Uh, yeah, it should be used uh, intermittently uh, for uh, about half to two-thirds of the month. Uh, 
against a background of adequate vitamin D and thyroid so that you aren't overproducing estrogen in the so-called target organs. Mm-hmm. Fat, fat muscle, uterus, breast, everything can take over the production of estrogen. And so it's very hard to imagine how any tissue could conceivably suffer from an estrogen deficiency because when it's under stress, not getting adequate thyroid and progesterone, every tissue can become a source of estrogen. My goodness. Wow. Catherine is in Canada. She says, I'm 35. I had my appendix removed at the age of nine, ruptured. Uh, I've read that the appendix is an immune organ and is involved in replenishing good gut bacteria, digesting fiber, and helping to produce fatty acids. I'm curious what this might mean for my metabolic health and how to maximize my health, digestion, and immune function with this organ, without this organ. Hmm. Uh, yeah, every little bit of the body matters, hmm. uh, and you, you can get along uh, without uh, various parts, uh, uh, but not as well. Uh, and so you just have to pay a little closer attention to eating uh, digestible foods, keeping your thyroid and vitamin D and general nutrition uh, at an optimal level. Mm-hmm. But but the uh, 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 considering everything, the uh, uh, lack of a uh, uh, an appendix isn't a, a, a terrible problem. Okay, good. Um, I heard Dr. Pete mention on a past show that a stressful event can uh, just turn a thyroid off or, or the, the uh, trauma and of a daughter who has gone through a stressful period uh, when younger and her thyroid is turned off, very low body temperature, hormonal issues, depression. She's living in the country where there's nowhere to get any thyroid supplements or progesterone, as Dr. Pete usually likes. So are there some natural things to help to get her thyroid working again? Well, I mean, you can get things through the mail, right, Dr. Pete? Oh, sure. Sure. So, um, yeah, just you can go by his advice and just get things in the mail. I mean, this Sinoplus, what's the name of that uh, place in Mexico and the Sinoplus? Do you remember? Nash- oh, yeah, there are two, two of stores. Them. One, the original Farmacia, Farmacia. Del, Del yeah. Nino, uh, up near the border. It's a little corner pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very helpful people you can talk to on the phone. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, a big uh, pharmacy in Mexico City, uh, which... Uh, took advantage of the name, but they changed it to Pharmacias, with an S, <laughs> Del Nino, dot MX. Uh, and they have the advantage of being close to an international airport, so they can give slightly faster service. I see. So we had the original, the Farmacio Del Nino, that's near the border, a small one. And then the, uh, how do you spell Farmacio? How are we spelling that? Uh, F. A-R-M-A-C-I-A. Del Nino dot M-X for the big one, right? <clears throat> uh, w- with an S, Pharmacy S. Oh, for, oh, they changed the name to an S. Good for them. I mm-hmm. see. 
and Sino Plus. But again, you got to be careful. That's two and a half grains, so you just don't want to go popping this. Just uh, kidding, yeah, right? it's it's really good to uh, uh, learn a, a moderate amount about thyroid function. You'll v- very likely in a, a day or two know far more than your doctor knows. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Here's another one from Canada. We have a lot of Canadian listeners. Could you please help doctor, ask Dr. Pete what would cause the increased tendency to flush? Hmm. Flushing seems to increase throughout the day and is worse by the end of it where I have a, a constant red glow. Uh, histamine, ex- exclamation point, Rochea? Uh, 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 yeah, and low thyroid people low thyroid. Are, are, uh, often uh, have that uh, extreme uh, ability to release Histamine. I get red ears and red cheeks and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you ask Dr. Pete what recommends a thyroid if we want don't want to do the Mexican? I think we've been over that, right? You can get bovine thyroid desiccated, but then you're you you don't know. Do they have the mix in those things? I don't think if I asked you of the T four T three. You don't, we just don't know how strong they are. Is that the downside? Uh, 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 yeah, if it's uh, the actual glandular material, uh, the, the ratio will be uh, somewhere between 3 to 1 and 4 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the question is uh, how pure it is uh, and whether it has been uh, uh, diluted uh, uh, and standardized. Uh, so it's very good to be cautious uh, and take uh, uh, maybe something like uh, 15 milligrams uh, of the powdered material. Hmm, just a little bit. And just, you know, for a test and, and see how you feel and get your body mm-hmm. temperature. So the body temperature is really mission critical. This is something you can do first thing in the morning to, is this a very good, and or you use your words, uh, uh, marker for uh, ty- thyroid function? Uh, uh, temp- yeah, temperature and heart rate. Uh, first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. And the temperature uh, normal or where we want it minimum, what is it? Is it 97.7? Something around that. Around in, around in there, yeah. Uh, and then after eating breakfast, it should fairly quickly uh, come up to uh, 98 and a half or, uh, and later in the day, mm-hmm. it's okay if it gets to 99. Mm-hmm. You think breakfast is important, something substantial? Uh, carbohydrates, uh, since uh, your morning cortisol is almost always high, yeah, uh, uh, it's a response to low blood sugar during the night. Mm. Uh, the more you use up your stored glycogen during the night, the higher your morning uh, cortisol is huh. going to be. And so uh, getting it down quickly with uh, something like orange juice or oatmeal uh, is a good idea. Oh, so our orange juice actually uh, gets the cortisol down. Uh, getting your blood glucose back up. Oh, your blood glucose back up. But what about that high cortisol from the in the night? Uh, it's going to take uh, uh, the oats to do that? Uh, if your thyroid and progesterone are good, uh, you can make it through. Just with uh, orange juice? <laughs> eight or ten hours of sleep without getting hypoglycemia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, some people wake up in the night. Uh, and have some milk and orange juice. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, I don't know from I don't know what it is, but for me, if I wake up in the middle of the night and do some like raw goat's milk, you know, just warm it a little bit, shoot, uh, yep. boy, it's uh, like it's like manna from heaven, Doc. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's ideal. 
And I, I'd buy put sugar in it though too. You know the organic okay. beet sugar. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Couple more, then we'll let you go. Um, let's see. Uh, Doctor Pete talks a lot about milk. Is milk milk estrogenic? Cows are injected with artificial hormones to produce more milk. What effects do these hormones have on the human? All traces of harmful pesticides, herbicides are found in milk. Well, uh, you can get good milk, though. You don't have to get milk with all shut up, right? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of places now uh, make it even that they don't give their cows hormones. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert wants to know, is it possible to reduce the enlarged prostate? Oh, oh yes, I read uh, and aspirin. Uh, we'll generally do it fairly thyroid quickly. And, thyroid and aspirin. Good old, good old aspirin. Uh, and uh, making sure your vitamin D is okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Pete, thanks so much. We uh, kept you a little long, but we were, had some so much fun. Thanks for being here. And uh, tell folks about your website, which is drraypete.com, right? Or raypete.com. Uh, uh, yeah. Ray, raypete.com. And your newsletter is Pete's newsletter. Dot com. Ray Pete's at, newsletter at, at gmail.com. At, at gmail. Gmail.com. And you're doing about uh, three, four, six times a year now on those? Uh, four times a year now. Four times a year. Uh, so it's uh, only $10 a year. What a deal. Dr. Pete, thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You take All care. Right. What a nice guy. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> yep. When I grow up, I'm just going to be Dr. Wright. I don't want to do that. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. Hold on a second. Come on. Give me a break here. (laughs) What's going on? There it is. I don't know what happened there, but my finger had a bad hair day and my mouse. Well, uh, what a what a wonderful fellow he is, and uh, I think we got to most of them. We got most all of them today. Okay. Well, we um, we're going to go where no man has gone before. Well, actually, a lot of people have gone before, but we're going to talk to Dr. Brian Artis tomorrow on the nineteenth. Uh, would it be the nineteenth of April? And uh, dig into uh, the uh, the whole venom thing. But the more and more we see it, uh, uh, well, we'll just get into it tomorrow. There's no sense talking about it now. But I think he's a good man. I know he is. He he really broke the broke the the deal on the resveratrol thing. Um, I think there's a lot of things that were going on with the production company of this Watch the Water video that uh, were beyond Dr. Artis's control, which is what I begin to understand after. But um, so. So everything's good, you know. There's no snake, snake venom in the water, and you know, no evidence of that. Now, what's in the injections of the vaccines? Rem, remdesivir. We'll talk to Doctor Artis about that tomorrow. But there's nothing in the water other than all the yuck stuff that's been in the water for the last 50 years, and chlorine and whatever. So clean up your water. Uh, a lot of people uh, say the best thing to do is just uh, distill it. There's also the uh, a lot of a lot of viewpoints on everything. The other viewpoint is to reverse osmosis, or if you distill it, 
to structure it up again. We, us, we uh, take distilled water and we uh, bubble it in our hydrogen browns gas machine, which I didn't even mention today, which I'll get a little plug in before we go. This is the water that we drink, and we think it's the best because it, it just, it structures it beyond anything anything's going to do. And this is the water that we drink. It's molecular hydrogen water through the Brown's gas machine. Brown's gas machine. And this is the Aquacure machine. Promo code 1radio, 20% off. This is the only water that we drink now. You can make it easy in about 10 minutes, and you can drink as much as you want. And uh, it's especially good to drink this water, a lot of it before you eat, about a half an hour. It gets everything happening in Mr. Tummy. Uh, promo code 1radio, 20% off in the AquaCure Browns Gas Machine. Now, you're going to find, you will find, many, lots, of Brown's gas, well, no. You're going to find lots of hydrogen machines out there, very few Brown's gas machine, and that's a, just a, a, a leveraged uh, hydrogen machine that um, uh, George figured out how to do. It's got the fourth phase of water thing that the, uh, Dr. Pollock has talked about. This is why this water is very hydrating, extremely hydrating, hydration, hydrogen. Whoops, how does that work? And we think is the best water ever to drink. You can make all the water you want and then breathe the gas. And we do both and get this machine 20% off. Uh, they're a little uh, backed up there, so you're not going to get it in a week or so, but he's doing better. People are getting it quicker than we thought. Just you can order it right now. The Browns Gas Hydrogen Machine, AquaCure Machine, George Wiseman. Uh, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by my mind. Um, there's a lot of machines out there. Most of them are just hydrogen, not Brown's gas. And they are, uh, some of them are less expensive. And uh, uh, just beware, George has a lifetime warranty. Lifetime warranty, a one-year, no questions asked money back warranty. And also safety features on his machine that very few people have. I don't have any. And... Hydrogen is a very powerful molecule. Hydrogen buses. Hydrogen balloons. You know the Hindenburg that blew up? This machine is not going to blow up. He's got uh, lots of safety features. They're very safe. And uh, he's got safety features. They'll turn off if anything goes silly or they get low or high. So... You can get one cheaper, but I don't recommend it. Recommend ours, the AquaCure machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. Promo code OneRadio, 20% off. Failed to plug that during Dr. Pete. Oh, black helicopter. We don't hear a lot of helicopters around here. There it goes. All right, kids, we'll see you tomorrow. Brian Artis and then George Altgelt. We're going to be talking a lot about food, growing your own food, but also lots of uh, some of the yes-no maybes in the food supply 
that maybe we want to think about. I will see you tomorrow. I love you all very much. Thank you for your ongoing support. Definitely appreciate it. Don't don't forget, today's tax day. Midnight tonight is your uh, deadline if you want to file your taxes and not pay any penalties on any money that you owe the boys. Um, As I've said many times, and I'll continue to say, taxes are totally unconstitutional. They're taken by force, but do it because uh, they'll clean out your bank account or come and get your money and your eldest child and your, you know, if you don't. So, just do it. I love you, Tay. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is one from the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide. This is OneRadioNetwork.com.